Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. Over the weekend, there was a major update to a landmark climate change case against the federal government involving a group of young kids and young adults. The petition dates back to 2015, when the group alleged their constitutional rights were violated by federal support for fossil fuels. Since then, the dispute has bounced around the courts for years without a clear path forward. But now, a federal judge's ruling may keep it alive, despite pushback from the Biden administration. So today, we chat with Politico's Alex Guillen about the latest in the case and what's next. It's Wednesday, January 3rd. So a federal judge in Oregon ruled that a new version of the lawsuit basically can move forward. What happened was this has been going on for a number of years, and an appellate court a few years ago said that the case should be dismissed. But the children ended up coming up with sort of a new version of their lawsuit that sort of changed what they were asking for or dialed back what they were asking for. The judge took up a number of motions to dismiss from the federal government and essentially rejected them and said that the case can move forward. What's changed here is that instead of asking now for a court order for the government to take specific and sweeping action to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and stop subsidizing fossil fuels, The children are now seeking what's called a declaratory judgment. And this would essentially be the judge or other courts saying that the government's actions have violated the children's constitutional rights to due process and equal protection specifically. It wouldn't come necessarily with an order to do anything specifically in response to that. And I know that sounds like that means nothing might happen, but there are precedents for this kind of thing. In history, the one most people would be familiar with would be Brown v. Board of Education. That, of course, was the 1954 case in which the Supreme Court ruled that segregated schools were unconstitutional. That ruling was only 14 pages long. It didn't direct the government on exactly what to do about it. But the idea is that it sets this floor that says segregated schools are unconstitutional. And the government from there started taking action with things like busing to desegregate schools. The children are looking for something similar here, it seems, where they would get, in theory, again, a ruling that their constitutional rights have been violated. And then from there, the government would have to start taking action, probably you know, more aggressively than anything it's doing right now. So how has the Biden administration handled this case and what has been their argument throughout so far? So the Biden administration has been trying to end this case, as did the Trump administration and as did the Obama administration. So the federal government has been pretty clear on this point for the eight almost nine years this case has been going on. The Biden administration most recently has been arguing that it is taking action on climate change. It points to various regulations that it has issued and plans to issue. It points to the Inflation Reduction Act and the the myriad investments there in clean energy. Their argument is that we are acting on this and the courts should really essentially stay out of it at this point and let the political branches handle it. I would imagine they're going to continue making that argument as we move forward. But for the moment, the judge is letting the case continue. And she very forcefully wrote that she acknowledged this is sort of an unusual ruling. But she also wrote that with the benefit of history and hindsight, people may look back and consider the judiciary to have not done its part on climate change. 
And that's why she's ruling this way. So it's not great for the Biden administration, but there's still a lot to come in this lawsuit for sure. So where do things stand now? What does this ruling ultimately mean for the case's path forward? So that does remain to be seen a bit. The judge has asked the government and the children to come together and figure out some next steps. But presumably, since she has declined to dismiss it at this stage, it's going to move into something akin to fact-finding and trial, where she starts to actually apply all of the arguments that the children have been making, determining the facts and, and whether what they're arguing is truthful, or or rather at least that it lines up to create a constitutional violation. Notably, the judge did decline to allow the government to appeal this ruling immediately, the ruling to dismiss, which of course was denied. Typically, you have to wait until the end of a case to appeal things because otherwise the appeals courts would be completely clogged with appeals of every single ruling. This case already was allowed to go through that sort of appeal once, and the judge is ruling not to allow that this time. So Interestingly, it seems that we we may be moving toward that, but it is also possible the government could still go to a higher court and ask them to step in and change that outcome. So it's it's really not clear yet what's going to happen. This is a little bit of a an uncharted waters area. Any prediction at this point is to be taken with a big grain of salt, I would say. Also, the embattled Mountain Valley Pipeline plans to dramatically shrink its 75-mile expansion project. On Friday, developers told FERC the Southgate extension will now stretch just 31 miles between Virginia and North Carolina. The revised plan follows a series of regulatory hurdles that had already delayed the project significantly. Now, developers are hoping to complete the pipeline by 2028. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Catherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Today's program support is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow their renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash renewable fuels.